You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everybody? It's Aslan and Michael here to talk some recruiting. I'm Aslan Hudjavani. That's Michael Langston, recruiting analyst for Warchant.com, Ultimate Semble Sports Source. Won't you subscribe to our YouTube channel? It's totally free. Bottom right corner, subscribe, bell, set your notifications. Also, go to our website, warchant.com. All this information Michael's about to give you, he's probably given to our value subscribers over on the premium yeah. recruiting board. But we'll do some stuff as it comes to us, as it uh, percolates through the, the portal, if you will. Michael, what else do they do before we begin tonight's sojourn? Oh, I always love when you guys hit the like button. Um, that's the first thing you do. You enter the chat, you look it, like it. You're done. You don't have to do anything else. Uh, we're set, so helps us promote all the stuff. So definitely hit the like button for us, guys. We don't we don't even have many requests. I think that's the only request we give uh, for the for the chat. So if you could just hit the like button for us, it helps us, uh, you know, kind of promote these things uh, even more frequently for you. So uh, yeah, do it. Amen, brother. Amen. What's new, Michael? We talked yesterday, Gilbert Edmond in the fold. Uh, what's happened since then? Well, uh, they, it sounds like they're getting a, a really good uh, defensive backs coach. Um, so uh, that's certainly happened. Now, I have a, I have a lot of experience around Patrick. Uh, obviously, I worked at Florida Varsity. And um, also, before after Florida Varsity, obviously, war champ for, I think, 11, 12 years now. So I, I have some experience with Patrick. I've seen him in, in person, just the way he, he – he works with guys, the technique he brings. Uh, I've gotten to know him, you know, somewhat dur- during that time, whether both Florida Varsity and um, certainly with Warchan. I, I think when I was with Warchan, uh, going through the, his son, Patrick Sertain, uh Jr.'s process, and and certainly um, he was yeah. he was he was very good through that whole thing. Uh, uh, certainly he he uh, his son was very interested in FSU, but um, just. Knowing him personally, just to what he brings, I mean, I think it's – I've said this last night, and I, I feel it's as close to a home run hire as you can get when you check off the things that FSU was looking for. You know, South Florida ties, recruiting, um, definitely a, develop, uh, a development guy. Um, very good at technique, very good with that stuff. Um, you look at a lot of the kids that came through his program that he developed that got to the NFL. I mean, I think it speaks volumes, not just as a defensive back, but as a – as a player overall, I think, I think Patrick is, he nails it. I was, I was very excited for him because, you know, I, we, we spent a lot of time talking to each other just throughout, you know, you know, his career, whether it's American heritage and so on. And uh, obviously I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, I think it's uh, really just uh, a great, uh, great fit for FSU. And, and I, I think, like I said, it's only thing that wouldn't make me a home run is just because you have college experience, um, college coaching experience. But, I think that makes up for it when you look at the development he's already done with high school 
and uh, working with the Dolphins, I think it speaks volumes about what he is, and I'd love to hire. Uh, everyone's is asking, well, how, Mike, how do you feel about I think it's perfect. I think it's fantastic. Uh, so that's that's obviously been going on. And then uh, they, we'll talk about a lot of these guys, you know, coming up uh, throughout the, the night. Um, linebacker recruiting, um, I think they there is one high school kid that they're after. He's committed to North Texas. Um, his name is Dylan Brown Turner, I think. I am supposed to talk with Dylan shortly. Um, that's a guy FSU has tracked throughout the year. He's a three-star linebacker. I know it's not really exciting to FSU fans, but you got to consider what you have. You know, what you have is three starters returning. I'm very high on Omar Graham. I think he's going to make a nice splash for FSU this year. And then you also have Dil, uh, Blake Nicholson, who I'm very high on that coming in. I think he's going to get some reps. So I think he's also going to play. Um, as you can see in there, Kansas State was heavily involved. Uh, that's a team that you know, almost really took him in this process. So I think FSU spotted him. I think Chris Thompson, I was told Chris Thompson, uh, Norvell really spotted and really liked what they saw of this guy. I'm supposed to talk with Dylan later. So that's a guy I could see them pursuing maybe for a late visit in January from what our conversations with Dylan uh, throughout the day, uh, texting back and forth. But um, I also think even with that, guys, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be focused heavily on the portal where if there's a guy that jumps out to them, they're going to certainly pursue. I've said this many times. They're not looking uh, for a they're not looking for a guy that's, you know, a productive can't miss starter because they already have three stars returning that that offers a that kind of screws things up with the guys you already have. Um, but I do think they're looking for a high-level talent, a high-level prospect that maybe is a young guy that maybe is coming out of high school, so maybe a freshman or sophomore, maybe didn't work out for whatever reason, and I could see FSU making a major push there. But I think they're looking for a very young, um, certainly, uh, you know, kid uh, from the portal. But And then with safety, I think the other – I think that's even more important. I think that's the position, me and personally – if you nail that position, I think the rest of this stuff, you know, takes care of itself. But I, I think the safety position is what they're going to look for. Currently, there's nobody in the portal yet, yet. And I stress that word yet because there there could be some more coming up. But um, there's nobody in the portal that I think they're pursuing right now that's in the portal per se. Um, I think the last guy they pursued was the was the Syracuse safety and uh, but outside of him, there hasn't been anybody that's really caught their eyes. They this is this one's different. This is different linebacker because you need somebody that's an impact guy. You, uh, I think the skill set they're looking for somebody that's similar to skills of what what Jamie did and the, and the things that Jamie did. Not looking for the replica of Jamie, just the skill set of what Jamie did. And I think uh, they want an impact guy that's going to come in there be able to uh, help them as far as right away. So that I think they're being really careful about what they're looking. That could last into the May window, which is May 1st through the 15th. For those that don't know, the the window for January is to January 18th. So um, they're dead period until this weekend. So they could host somebody if technically they wanted to, but it's probably likely uh, May is when they're going to probably pursue that safety unless somebody jumps in the portal in the next few days then we can kind of go from there. I think your sound's off, Aslan. <laughs> uh, I have myself muted. Yeah, I think 
you know, there's, I don't know, I think five guys there in the top 20 safeties that are in the portal that haven't committed somewhere. But again, right. it's, it's tough to find a Jamie Robinson. So I guess they're going to be a little bit uh, sort of uh, picky on that. Because, I mean, they got Akeem and Shaheem. So you, you right. feel pretty good about those two guys. You probably need somebody right. quite special to jump off. Right. Uh, but linebackers a bit interesting, though. I figure they'd take pretty much anything at linebacker because you, you do like yeah. you do like Tatum and, you you know, Deloach, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to see something out of out of guys like Lundy and, and Omar Graham in the spring. But you could you could possibly so. Right. Right. And that's that's kind of leads to that is you really want to just get a guy that you're sold on that fits what you're doing. You know, it's not so much. You, it's not like the other positions like that you're looking for a certain productivity. Uh, you just want somebody that fits the talent so you can mesh them in there and fit in that depth. And maybe they can move up the charts and in, in the one, two deep uh, and go from there. But I think really they're just, they're looking to really add to that depth at that linebacker position. I think safety is different where you need an impact guy. I mean, that's the position where I think I felt like they need to hit defensive tackle. I felt like they need to hit interior for offensive line. I felt like though uh, tight end, you really need to change that room of what you're bringing in. They did all those things. I think the next big one is safety for me. You need an impact guy. If they do that, I think they've nailed every hole that was the biggest, you know, glaring thing that they were looking at. So I think safety is is certainly where I know the coaches, uh, the coaching staff's eyes are certainly on, and uh, certainly things could shift uh, when when Sertain gets here. He might be some guys that he knows uh, personally that either about to get in the portal or already in the portal that they aren't pursuing that they they might pursue. So. It's kind of a wait and see on that. How about kickers, man? Steve Johnson's here, says, uh, looks like the kicker we need. Uh, we just picked up is a good one. Uh, what do mm-hmm. we know about the uh, the SOCON transfer, Tallahassee native, Michael? How excited were you for that one? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, ETSU uh, of kicker uh, transfer uh, came over. He visited the same weekend. It wasn't like a lot of pub like the other guys that were visiting, but certainly a very effective kicker. It's going to increase competition, and that's kind of – I think it's a message to everyone, like, look, we're going to bring this competition out. We don't feel like we want to make this thing a lot more heavy in competition. There was some struggles with Ryan during the season, so I, I love it. It's competition. And then and in then 2024, you have the number one kicker coming in, um, I want to say, out of South Florida, uh, so uh, that he's committed to FSU. So, yeah, they're certainly addressing that kicker position. Uh, with Tyler, I think he's going to certainly add a lot to uh, as far as competition. He's been in college. He's Division One kicker. He's certainly going to be ready to go. He sounds like he has a little bit stronger leg uh, than Ryan does. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, just how that materializes throughout the spring. Uh, certainly going to be a guy that I feel like I feel like Ryan needed somebody to push him, uh, you know, to go into you know, this following year. And I think they got that. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Oates, honest question. They're all honest questions, Dominic. <laughs> Any mutual interest between FSU and Q, not a good one. Yeah, that's I think that's the offensive lineman from uh, Kentucky. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, you know, right. but um, I haven't heard anything with an offensive tackle yet, guys. Uh, I think there's guys that they're. I think uh, the word I got from my best contact offensive line was, you know, we're we're waiting, we're sitting back. So I don't think there's somebody in the portal yet that they're like pushing or pursuing. So it doesn't mean they won't. I think they're just kind of sitting back and making sure that that's what they want. Um, but I think uh, I have not heard anything uh, with Goodwin yet. Um, I haven't heard with any guy that I feel like they're definitely uh, pushing for. I think everything's a matter of fact when it comes to offensive line, because I was told very early those three targets, Bauer, Byers, uh, Jones, and uh, you know, Roddick, and 
And I was told back then, all three, it's like, we're, they're getting. That was the feeling, like, hey, you're going to get them. So I think they're pretty direct in how they pursue things. But as of right now, there's no real major FSU target. <coughs> I put um, on the board John Campbell. People were asking about it was their pursuit, and I don't think FSU's pursuit since um, that official visit. Just think, don't think the fit was there. You ended up at Tennessee, but I think they're going to be very selective with that final spot. I think the order of preference it goes, I think, is safety, linebacker, then offensive tackle, and then maybe, maybe, a slight maybe, fit that slot that they lost with Trayshawn Ward at running back. Uh, I think that's kind of what I've been hearing as far as the portal selection process of what their, their their preference is. Wow, you really think they'd go after a running back? I do. I think it's possible. If the guy's right and he fits kind of some of the things that Trayshawn fit, I think uh, it's a possibility. I think it's the least likely thing to happen. I'm not guaranteeing. I don't think it's like a guarantee they're going to add another because I think they feel very good about their room. Kaziah, you know, Trey, uh, and, and certainly Toa Philly, and even Rodney Hill, who I'm extremely high on, I think they feel good about that room, but if you got a chance to replace the one you lost, I think I think they would do it if it's the right guy. But like I said, that's the last likely thing to do. I think that's going to be the last move they do anything. How about this from our guy Kyle, get down or lay down? Is portal success being used as a source of negative recruiting in the high school ranks, do you think, Michael? I don't think it's I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's actually a good thing when I mean, you have so many guys. I mean, look back at the Keldrick Falk recruitment. You know, you got you got you got a guy you recruited for two years, and then the last two three two weeks, guy swoops in there, you know, takes your guy, and it doesn't even matter what you did for that thing. So I think it gives the coaches another advantage of what to utilize and what they utilize more. Um, that hey, maybe maybe some instances now when you get hosed over like that you go after the portal guy instead of the high school guy and, and pass on that, you know? So I think it brings more attention to, it gives them another option for the coaches, but I don't think it's a negative recruiting on the high school ranks. I think it's going to make it what I think it's going to do is I think it's going to increase high school kids committing even earlier, like even earlier than what we see, you might see some kids committing like in like March, you know, or, or, or may or, or something like that, because you got to get your spot because, they know when it comes to portal season, I mean, if you're going to make a commitment, I mean, if high school kids are listening, you better do it by December, you know, because once it gets around December, you might not have a spot. It's crazy, man. Crazy how much yeah. changed. Yep. Uh, Yee Coop, how serious is Florida State with K.J. Bolden and Walt Flynn, Michael? Uh, very, very, very high on both of those guys. K.J.'s a five-star uh, DB, I think safety or corner can play both. Uh, Walt Flynn's a guy that loves Atkins. He's he's one of their top targets. For those that missed it, if you go through uh, go on the PRB, I've already released a substantial and in-depth uh, hot board on each position. We're already down to, I think, uh, I want to say we're down to the linebackers uh, for 2024 class. I went through all of them. Walt Clare is certainly one that's the highest up there. He's a guy that FSU's uh, very uh, coveted to FSU. I think he's going to visit FSU in, in th- this month. Um, and then I think with K.J. Bolton, they're trying to get him back on campus for probably maybe the last weekend of, of January. And uh, certainly George is a threat, and as they are with a lot of these in-state kids. And 
Uh, but FSU is trying to get him back on campus. So, yeah, they're both they're both very much in play, Coop. I mean, they're guys that they really want and covet and uh, certainly pushing hard for. I would lean towards Walt Glenn being or Walt Claire being the more likely because uh, he's been on campus several times. He certainly likes FSU a lot. He's been visiting since he was a freshman. So I think uh, the, the relationship with Atkins is, is extremely strong. I, I like kind of where they sit with him early on. But, um, you know, certainly both are, are coveted to them. How are things looking for 2024, Michael? I mean, I know we're so focused on the portal right now, but a lot of what's going on right now, I assume, is, is kind of foundations being laid for 24 and future. How, how do we think they're going to look in terms of high school players here for 24? I feel really good um, based on where they start. They're already at the top seven. They're top seven class. Uh, you have a, you, you have your quarterback of the future in Luke Cromahoke. Very solid. He's been recruiting his butt off for FSU. And then you have your running back of the future in, in, in Cam Davis, uh, who's a phenomenal running back that everyone wants. Yes, these guys have taken visits. They've gone to different places. But to get those guys early, I think, was a big deal. And I think overall the class is, is off to a much better start than kind of what they did when uh, the previous year. I think the previous year it took some time for them to get to this point where it hit the spring. And now already they're already uh, you know up there. I think there's several guys that – uh, certainly because of the season and what they've done, guys like Josh Trader, five-star wide receiver, uh, very high on FSU. It's going to visit FSU very soon in this spring. I think I think the difference is changing of now, uh, I, I, now just the last few days and even weeks, I've, I've seen a lot of swing from, you know, prospects that are getting on FSU's campus a lot earlier than in previous years when what I've seen. Um, so, I think they're certainly doing well. Obviously, got their kicker, number one kicker in the country, and you know, over there at the bottom, as far as on the commitment list, and got some you know local flavor in there with Keyshawn Mashborn, who I think's a four star personally. I just I just love how athletic he is and the way he gets off the line. I think just some really good commitments in this in this group, and I think it's only going to get stronger. Camden and Fryer going to stick? Gonna, I think you will. Or? I think you will. I feel good about Camden. Uh, I think their season certainly puts them in a good spot as far as what they've done and especially what they've done, you know, not just uh, on the field, but the the way they're running the program, the way they're doing stuff, the way they're getting top players, the way they're performing in national games that really, uh, you know, catches guys like, you know, Camden's attention. And I think it's a really good solid class. And I think it's, I think they're going to add a lot more guys in this class quicker than probably what they did a year ago. Uh, last year, it was usually late spring, summer. I think this year it could be early spring. You could see some early stuff by March and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, speaking of nice, how about our guy Travis here? Hey. Uh, into the jar. Appreciate that, man. Dollar, you dollar Travis. bills, y'all. Peace be upon you as well, Travis. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, let's go to the man that likes violence. Let's go to Tom Ortner. <laughs> okay. The momentum that Florida State has and the emergence of uh, the battle's end, I'm going to guess, I guess. Okay, yeah, the battle's end. Gotcha. Uh, I think it would be a failure not to sign a top five class. Do you agree, Michael? I don't know if it's a failure because you have to, I mean, and I've said this many times, Tom, you have to factor together what the class is, both your portal and your high school. I'm okay if they get a top 10 class, top 10, top 12. I'm good. Like if you're getting that and you're getting a strong portal class and for people that say, Oh, that's not sustainable. The port, it's going to be sustainable guys. 
because any kid can leave when they go to college, you know, even as a freshman. So there's going to be guys in or there's going to be good players out there that you could potentially get. No, it's not something you want to do every year where you're signing nine, 10 guys, but it's going to be an option. So you have to combine those two. So I think you have to, and I think Norvell said it perfectly when he did his presser for the class, he said, it's all one team. You know, it's all one thing. It's not just high school and it's not just portal. It's all together. So I, I, I'm good with just, you know, top 10, top 12. Do I think they can get to the top five, Tom? Yeah, I do. I really do. But uh, I think even if they don't, they get the top 10 or even the 12 mark. I'm good with that. As long as the portal class is a strong, strong class. It's about what your roster is, not about what high school awards you get for recruiting. Like the high school part's harder because you have you have kids in there like Hakeem, you know, Blake, KJ Sampson. There's a few in there that could make a splash early as a freshman. But most of the time, those guys take a year or two to get going. So you have to keep those guys happy. Uh, with portal guys, it's more, you know, exactly they're vetted into what they've already been through this. They've been in college. So you're certainly going to get a, a quicker impact and a quicker explosion um, certainly a guy like Hakeem, you feel like he's going to play a lot. Dre Jacobs, some as well. But I think uh, the main thing is is what you do as a class as a whole, not just what you do in the high school rankings. Yeah, and that's, that, that dream world is over. Uh, that stuff is over where you, you just get a top five, top ten class and you're good. It's like, no, because you don't know, how one, how those guys are going to be developed. Two, if they're going to stay and, and what happens with their future. So... I think you really have to evaluate your classes as a whole. And hopefully on three gets to the point where we're combining the rankings of both of these classes, because at, to be honest, it's all the same. It's you're still, they're still in your school. So I think eventually that's something that probably needs to happen as far as when you're evaluating these classes, but I don't evaluate it now with the way uh, just high school now, because now things have changed. I mean, we're in a new era, NIL portal, it's, it's all together. You have to value everything. Yeah, it's like they, they've got composite rankings. Yeah. Surely they can figure out a way to yeah. composite team rank the portal yeah. and high school rankings. Uh, let's go to our guy, Eric Angel. You did mention, obviously, safety, you think, linebacker, offensive line, tackle, maybe to a lesser degree running back. But what about quarterback? Is there anybody out there uh, that could be brought in to help out Jordan in case Tate Rodemaker were to leave? Because Tate Rodemaker is not – you know, we have not seen him announce a partnership with the collective. AJ Duffy has feel like what we saw from Tate Rodemaker practice this week, or rather this season, from a lot of us who feel like Tate was a little bit, you know, further ahead than AJ. So you'd hate to think about Tate leaving and then you're stuck with a true freshman and Brock Glenn, redshirt freshman and, and AJ Duffy. Have you heard anything about quarterback? Is that a, is that in the plans at all? You think? I thought I'd heard really early on that Battles in had signed him. Um, really? So uh, yeah, uh, so you might want to double check on that. I thought I'd saw that. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think there's any plans right now, Eric. Uh, you know, I think they know what they have coming in. I think um, they feel really good about, you know, their quarterback room. And uh, certainly I think it's the best it's been in a long time. You know, as far as you have a proven guy in Tate, who I think is ahead of, you know, most of the backups, you have a, a really talented uh, high, uh, freshman high to high school, you know, and Brock Glenn, and obviously AJ is, is also really good. And I think I think it's pretty cool that you have your two backups are former coaches 
kids' sons. You know, so they they've been developed. They, you know, they've been through all the circles, so they're going to be ready if you have to count on those guys. But I haven't heard anything as far as about a backup yet. <laughs> I don't think that's really in their mindset right now. I think they're pretty. I think that room is pretty set going into the spring. Now that could change in the spring. You never know. But I think uh, you know, for now, I think um, I don't. I haven't heard any activity that they're looking for a backup quarterback. I mean, I know really don't have a lot of inside information on this, but it's probably worth talking about just because we love seeing other people <laughs> miserable. Uh, I mean, just imagine what it's like to be a, a Gator fan or a Miami fan right now, and then you see how great Florida State's doing with all this recruiting and the transfer portal mm-hmm. and the NIL. Man, that's Jalen Rashad, a kid. So catch us up on this. He originally committed to Miami mm-hmm. and then committed to Florida, and he actually mm-hmm. signed with Florida, and now he wants to get out of his LOI, out of his letter of intent. How... That I mean, this 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 happens, but not all the time. And it's great when you see it happen to Florida. What are your thoughts on it, Mike? It it's bizarre, uh, but it goes back to the players that you recruit to. You know, of what you covet and fits your culture of what you're doing. Um, I know you got to get great players, but that culture really matters. You know, when you look at you know the guys you're going after. Um, yeah, I've been following it too. Um, just and and the follow up with that. I think uh, Rashada sent a DM to Hayes Fawcett and said, hey, where's this coming from? It, with a laughing thing. So oh. you don't know if he's just messing around or if he's like, hey, I really don't know where this this stuff came from. But, yeah, it's just been a mess. And it, and it also shows you it's not just organization with football. You have to have organization in NIL. And there's obviously some real questions you know, what's going on with Florida and the NIL, because this isn't the first time we've solved some issues with, you know, NIL stuff. So they're going to have to figure that out. But it's the organization. You just got to be – it's not about the money type, how much you do. It's about the coveted and, and everyone be on the same page and making sure that, that all all I's are dotted and T's are crossed. So um, I've heard, you know, if he did leave Florida, I've heard Oregon is the team to kind of watch there. So – that's what my contacts are kind of telling me. So that that's something to watch. But it has been bizarre. And it, it's, <laughs> I mean, FSU's had a few in there. They were kind of, you know, kind of iffy a little bit. Like with Casey Roddick, there was kind of some, you know, hesitation, you know, to coming to FSU even after he committed. But it was it was slight. It wasn't that much. And then, you know, you certainly had that. But uh, nothing to this level. This is just completely bizarre because. This is a guy that's, you know, when you're talking about your quarterback, this is the last thing you want to worry about. So this is the last thing you want to see because quarterbacks are supposed to be the guys that are leading your class. And that's the last thing you want to see. Uh, and certainly I'm sure it's, it's, it's pretty bad over there as far as them trying to figure out what's going on. But uh, yeah, that's a bad, that's a tough situation. Mm. Hate to see it as the kids say. Yeah. Uh, like you hate to see it here. Uh, somebody was asking about, you know, the ties down there in South Florida mm-hmm. uh, with Patrick Sertan and yeah. one of his former pupils. Yeah. Uh, is James Williams that, that big hot shot safety from Miami. Is, is he a guy that you think might be someone they'll kick the tires on? If he there's rumblings, I guess that maybe he would be in the portal. Jimmy Ryan says, is the safety FSU waiting on James Williams? He is uh ultra talented. He's got a lot of height and weight, but man, I don't know if you blame Miami on this. He looks awful, guys. Like awful, awful on the field. Like so. Uh, now, now, 
Pat probably knows him better than anybody. Um, is it somebody that he hits the portal that I could see them going after? It's possibly, but I'm just putting that out there. I watched a lot of Miami this year. James was very uh, rough to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, from missing assignments to hits out of bounds that are undisciplined, I just feel like you want somebody that's more productive and also fits kind of the culture you're looking for. So I think it's going to be more somebody that's kind of fits everything they want, even though he's ultra talented. I just don't know if that's something that is a fit there. Um, but we'll wait and see. We'll see if he, he can do if they do pursue or if he hits the portal. Um, but there's certainly a relationship there, you know, so certainly something you have to keep an eye on just because of the relationship, but I'm just throwing it out there with what I saw on the field, the product. I think you want somebody that's more established, um, you know, a more, you know, been very solid production. And also you got, he's got to fit behind the scenes, you know, background. And I'm not saying James is a bad kid. Cause I don't know anything about the guy, you know, as far as what he's done at Miami or how they view him. But I, I just think you have to look at a lot of different things. It's not just a town or, or that there's a connection there. You have to look at the fit. And FSU is extremely – it's why FSU does so well in the portal. They get guys that are motivated with a chip, but also guys that are going to you know, fit their, their culture of what they do. You know, those guys coming in, they're expecting to go out there and work. You know, if you're not willing to work, you know, I don't know. I don't think FSU is going to be the place for you. So that's something you have to really look look about that. And I just uh, James has been really bad in the field. So uh, as far as what I saw, not have a good game against Florida State. I, I do know that. I do know yes. that. And, and back to your uh, other Rashada stuff. Uh, apparently, <laughs> as you said, he uh, DM yeah. his father. Where did y'all get this? So. Who knows? Maybe he's firm in his commitment. Maybe he is, but you know. Either way, it's a mess. They're nervous. I, They're nervous. Yeah, it's They're a nervous. mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Timmy talked about Cam Davis, Michael. You think there's anybody else out there they'd bring in alongside him, even though he's a five star? Yeah, I think uh, we put a running back, uh, you know, um, hot board up, and I think it was very significant and detailed. Probably the best position I feel great about as far as what you know we put out. There's a ton of guys. I think they do want another back with Cam. That doesn't mean like that's always been the plan, you know, to add to have two backs in this class. So I think they definitely will. There's certainly several in there. I can uh, I can look at if you want to right now and break them down if you want me to each one. But um, but yeah, there's there's definitely uh, I'm going to look at it real quick, guys. Just give you a brief summary. But I think they definitely want somebody with a different kind of skill set of what what Cam does. Um, Obviously, Cam is. You know, very Cam Akers like, just very electric as far as physicality, you know, speed. Uh, certainly, you know, does a lot of great things as far as in the open field. He does everything you're you're kind of looking for. Um, now, looking at these running backs right now and breaking it down, certainly one that I'm very high on. He's very similar to to Lawrence Toafili is Micaiah Denzi out of Florida High, uh, FSU High now. Um, I watched him in the state championship game, really good, really fast, uh, long strider, uh, does a lot of great things, good speed, certainly very effective out of the backfield. He's one I like a lot. Um, another one I like a lot is is Arkees Parks. He's a guy that's out of, I want to say, let's see, Wharton, Wharton. out of uh, Tampa Wharton, Tampa, Florida. 
So he's a guy that they're very high on. I've heard he's going to visit the last weekend of January. So he's one that they're very high on. Jason Patterson out of Sneeds, basically almost local, man. Yeah, yes, yeah. Led the led the state of Florida in rushing, actually. So uh, he's certainly a guy that they have their eye on. He's visiting this weekend. And if you go to the list, I just put on a, a small list, a starting list on the board. There's going to be some guys visiting this week, some really good good prospects. You can certainly go there and see the guys already have. I think there's going to be more added, but certainly there's a lot guy. And then the dark horse that I really hope uh, there's a push there for that I'm pretty high on is Isaac Brown. He is uh, certainly another South Florida running back. Uh, I like him a lot. I know the staff likes him a lot out of Homestead. He's, they're very high on him and his talents. I think you could see him visit sometime in the spring very early. I think that's a guy that FSU's really involved with that they're pushing and, and is rising up their board. So I think uh, those guys are some of the guys that I'm looking at that I've heavily you know, focused on as far as the running back position to, to go along with Cam. I want to see our guy from Sneeds, man. I want to see how he yeah. Pull He's like out. six foot, uh, I would say six foot or five eleven, one ninety. Um, has him listed as linebacker, but he's 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 a big running back. I mean, he is he is powerful, really good, uh, really impressive back. Uh, ran for five hundred yards in one game uh, this year, so he's a guy they like. They like uh, you know they always like uh, you always like to throw in a power guy in there and, and a guy that has quick feet and and that's what Jason is. So. Interested to see how that visit goes this weekend with Jason and FSU. Who else is coming on campus this weekend? Anybody else urgent? You think Michael that uh, you know is on the plans on the radar for the uh, the Knowles? Well, like I said, there's several guys. Four star offensive tackle Jonathan Daniels. He's out of Pine Forest. Um, he's one they've been heavily involved with. That they they they've certainly made a big push for. He visited FSU a few times for games. Um, he's going to be on campus. Four-star defensive tackle uh, or defense. It might be defensive end or defense tackle. I'm not sure. Uh, DeAndre Robinson. He's out of Tampa area. He's another one they're very high on. Four-star DB Brandon Jacob is coming in for a visit as well. There'll be more added to this list, but those are just a few already that I have confirmed that have, are expected to come. And I do think they're going for those that are wondering. I think they're definitely going to host you know, visitors every, you know, every week of the a weekend of uh, the month of January because February is a dead period. So I was told this was kind of like a small junior day type of weekend. So um, could have a junior day weekend this weekend. Then Luke Cromahawk's coming on the 21st. So I think that could be another big weekend. So I think, uh, you know, they've, they've certainly gone heavy junior related in uh, the this month of January, I think they really want to nail these visits before they get to that month of March, where you know you have visits, you have you know certainly more junior days and and certain evaluations, and then go see kids in person, uh, spring ball, all that stuff. So I think they really want to nail it with these uh, three weeks. Oh my guy, Antoine Stone, Michael is Luke the only quarterback you think they'll bring in for twenty four? I do think that'll be the only one. Um, that, that they want. I think they got their man. That's the guy they want. I haven't heard anything about them looking at any other quarterbacks. And um, I love Luke's game. Uh, I talked to Luke. And, and there's still schools that try to push for him. But Luke's told me straightforward. Like, they come at me hard, man. It don't matter. It's like, I know where home is. I mean, even text me that. Because I heard Penn State was trying to, you know, push it hard. He's like, he's like, look, they're pushing hard, man. But I know where home is. It's Florida State. And 
Yeah, I'll be there on the 21st. So he he's very locked in. But um, I think Luke's the guy. That's the guy they want. Uh, I think he's the guy that you'll see also move up these rankings. Uh, obviously, he started a three-star, and now he's bumped up to a four-star. I think he, I think he'd be a 150, 120 type of National League type of kid. Um, I think he's going to be a great prospect out of Benedictine Military School. Uh, won a state championship, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Luke can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they won a state title. So, um, yeah, I think he's a, a great one. You got questions about numbers, gray shirts. Do you know where they're at numbers-wise, Michael? How much they've got to shed? Or I mean, does it feel they've got to shed some guys? Do you think they're good right now where they're at? I think they pretty much know what they have. to. They have. I think they know what their numbers are. I'm not going to get into specifics because I don't really get in too much that. of that. I just I found out what they have and what they need and what they feel like they have room for. You know, I was told before the, you know, the Gilbert announcement for Gilbert Ebon that they had like five you know, that, that if they want to add five, they could. Um, so after outside of that, I don't really go into details specifically of what they do. And even the stuff where, um, even the stuff with the, uh, you know, that I covered on, you know, the 2024 class that could, that could fluctuate during the year, but that's just what I have right now currently. But no, I think they're, they're good with numbers. All right. Um, what about Jonah Winston, James's brother? Got a ways to go. Uh, I think he's like only a freshman. So uh, that one's kind of ways down the line. Um, it was pretty cool seeing. 2026. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty so cool seeing Jonah. His last time I saw Jonah, he was so small when I went to see Jameis and he would always be there. Um, but um, certainly a guy, Keith Savalian, uh, certainly a guy they can they definitely look at. Her, and certainly if FSU offers, uh, you have to like, Certainly, their chances. Uh, certainly, how how Jameis feels about FSU, but uh, but I think it's so early, man. I mean, it's just so early. There's so much stuff left. I mean, he is just barely even scratching the surface uh, with games. So I think that's a little bit too far away for me to really break down. Well, he was here though this past year, right? He was. Yeah, he camped. Yeah, he camped. And he did pretty well. Did pretty well. Uh, we don't like taking these. We like names, but we'll uh, we'll see what's out there. Hypnotic Anonymous. Ooh. Okay. His name slips my mind, but how's recruiting going for that defensive end from Mississippi? Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I, I, I talk about 2024. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? I well, mean, they had, they had someone that decommitted, but was he a defensive end? It's from like Crystal Springs. I think he ended up committing to Mississippi State last. Yeah, that was. Uh, he went in. I think he went to Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, ended up in Mississippi State. So I don't know a defensive end from Mississippi without you giving me the year. I mean, it's kind of yeah. hard to – I kind of need the year. I, names would help a lot, but I definitely need the year. I mean, because yeah. that could be anybody. got to pull up, like, the uh, the more you know, Jeff, you know. <laughs> Public service <laughs> announcement, guys. The more you know. The more we know. The more you know. The more we know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need a lot, guys. I just need you give me a class, I can find the guy, you know. So, but, um, yeah, I need a little more. R. Wilmer was wondering about baseball recruiting, wrong show, but he does want to know about uh, the classes. How's class looking overall in terms of uh, trenches, guys on the lines, Michael? What do you think? It's great, I love what they're doing. Uh, you know, even, even the Daryl Jackson recruitment that was a lot of. Man, I, I'm exhausted chasing down that recruitment because it was so back and forth. Where Miami's doing this, Miami doing FSU, 
you know, going to FSU, going to Miami, and then back to FSU finally and getting some resolution. But that's a major deal because you look at it, you know, technically you didn't have to have Daryl Jackson, but man, those trenches, you can never have enough of those guys and getting a guy like Daryl that can really plug that hole running the ball and then adding, uh, you know, the number one defense attack one, Braden Fiske, and then also having uh, Love It return and some really good uh, young guys. And and the guy we don't talk about, KJ Sampson, I think he's going to play a lot, you know, just on young guy I think is going to be in spots that they, they're going to want to put him out there because he's so good with pass rush. I think uh had 20 sacks this year. So that's a guy I'm excited about that I think uh, can make some more. So I think they did really good in the trenches. I think they nailed it. Uh, you look at what they did on the offensive line. You got a, a, a what I feel is an all ACC type of guy down the line. And Lucas Simmons, I love Lucas. I think Lucas is going to be phenomenal. And then you add those interior guys and you, and you really just addressed every part of the trenches and you're absolutely right. Wilmer. I mean, it is all one in the trenches. I mean, because if you don't have that, as we saw in the, in the Georgia TCU game, you're going to get exposed. And, and that's what happened. You know, Georgia was dominating the line of scrimmage kicked their butt and then after that just the, the game just got really out of hand but I really just love uh what they've done their attraction to the trenches and not just getting enough going overboard to get even more guys than they probably need reminder folks if you get that thumbs up button we certainly would appreciate it all it simply does is let YouTube know that there's something cool going on over here and they'll let other people know about it so uh, be really uh, cool if you just hit the thumbs up, just tap it. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to spike. You don't have to hit it hard or aggressively. Just a little tap, a little tap, 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 Travis wonders, Michael, uh, what about the Clayton Smith kid linebacker out of Oklahoma in the portal? Looks like a pretty good prospect. He is, and he kind of fits that category of young, but not really hadn't really done anything materialized. So that could be one. You never know. Um, but I haven't heard anything there. Um, so. I kind of have to, I'm still checking on Clayton, but that's kind of the prospect I'm talking about. If you want to get somebody in the linebacker, it's like somebody that's fresh out of high school, you know, just out of high school, hasn't been, you know, in, in college too long, although he's 2021 20, still, that's, you know, still fairly young. And then a guy you can probably go after um, if you want to, obviously you got to check the background, make sure everything that fits there. And, and he's interested in you too. <laughs> that's the other part of it. Um, so, uh, definitely somebody I'm checking on, but I haven't heard anything, uh, with Clayton yet. All right. There you go. Some of the limited stats there, yeah. uh, this past season, <clears throat> only 66 snaps, uh, four <laughs> yeah. games. So, uh, but yeah, you know, he's got, uh, must have some sort of, uh, listed measurements here that makes guys interested because he's got a five-star ranking right next to his name. So that's one of the names to keep an eye on there. Um, what else you got? Earl Little Jr. My trail Denson wonders about aloud. What about be, Earl Little Jr., Michael? That that might be interesting. Um, because certainly Patrick has a history there. Obviously, I've said this, but I'll say it again, guys. None of these guys matter until they hit the portal. So until they're in the portal, it doesn't really we can name off guys that are all close to uh certain or somebody else, but until they're not with that program, it doesn't really mean a lot. Marvin Jones Jr., before you even bring that up, guys, you know, until they enter, it's not much to talk about. Now, once they enter, we can dive in it, and I will, I will give you all the in-depth stuff you need, but I don't really get involved in this stuff unless it's guys that certainly we, we either hear they're coming in or 
you know, they could be entering the portal um, because as we've seen a lot of times, you know, guys look like they're in the portal and then bam, the school they're committed to, they get them solidified because they're, they're coveted and then they stay there, you know, so it's kind of um, a wait and see. Uh, but yeah, I think Earl would be interesting because that's a guy certainly that Pat would know and Pat would have a relationship with certainly all his kids he has relationships with and certainly one that I think um, if he did jump in is one that would catch my eye. But at the same time, is he safety or corner? You know, so um, they just landed Deuce Cypress. So really it depends on if uh, he's a safety or corner and you have to look into that part too. Malik McLean entered the transfer portal earlier today, Michael. Uh, yes. Any thoughts on that you have uh, in terms of how that came to be? I just really believe, I mean, it comes down to when you're adding um, when you're adding guys like Jaheim Bell, who's going to be a major weapon for FSU, in my opinion. You know, Johnny Wilson returning, who's basically the number one uh, for FSU. Uh, if you look at what the way their usage and the way utilizing that offense You've got all these guys coming back, you know, coming on. Uh, certainly, Kentron Portier came on a really strong in the year. Darren Wilmanson, I, th- I hear that's a guy that FSU loves. Micah Pittman, all these guys. And then you're bringing in, you know, really high-level elite guys in Hakeem Williams and also Dre Jacobs, who I think is going to play a lot. You add all this stuff together, you know, those reps are going to dip. And uh, if you look at it, you know, Malik started the – first I think nine games as a freshman and then went dropped down to three so that tells you uh we didn't see as much of Malik as we did previously so obviously uh, it seemed to be uh things were kind of dipping in. and I think I'm not going to speak for Malik but I would just say like you know I'd heard stuff throughout the year that kind of wanted a bigger role um and and he might want to be a number one somewhere you might want to be the number one guy right now I said like I said Johnny Wilson feels like that guy you know, when I watch FSU, Johnny Wilson seems to be the guy. So I think he probably wants to be a number one and maybe even be back closer to home, maybe Auburn or Alabama, someone like that, where he's from. I think he's from Daphne. Um, so, uh, you know, it could, you could see that. But um, I think he wants to be a number one somewhere. Now, some of the teams I heard was Texas A&M, Georgia, you know, Auburn, Alabama. Those are some of the teams I'd heard uh, for Malik uh, once he hit the portal. But I was not surprised. I was I was definitely not surprised. And this is just part of, you know, the portal and in, in the level of where we're at with football now. You know, uh, it's like even productive guys like Trayshawn Ward and Malik McClain. Nobody's uh, not, you know, Alabama, not Georgia. And no one's no one's guaranteed to keep all their guys because of the way football works nowadays where, you know, guys want to play. Let's go back to Kyle again, get down our lay down. Any legacy recruits we should watch in the next year or two? I think I saw a story out there about Roland Seymour's son, quarterback really? out of Manville, Texas. Really? Uh, this is a guy I know that. Anybody else out there that we know that's uh, got lineage, bloodlines, no blood that, in them? Not that I know of, uh, per se, except for Camden Fryer. I mean, yeah, obviously Camden is one. and uh, But outside of that, I don't think there's too many. Uh, I didn't even know about the Seymour. I mean, I'm interested to see what that kid looks like. <laughs> like, uh, that's pretty cool. I remember rolling at FSU. He was he was phenomenal. But um, outside of Camden, I think that's it for me. Uh, get down. I'm finding him. I'm on it. I'm on it, Michael. I'm okay. Roman. Yeah, I mean, Roman Seymour. Roman Seymour. Yeah. Six uh, foot four, one seventy five. Okay, he's got his dad's height. We're gonna do some live scouting here. I'm gonna. There try we go. Let's do it. Here. We haven't known one of those in a long while. No, we, we haven't. Let's do them. Like, 
sponsored by lens crafters or something you know as we like we look into the future love it um See, I can't find where. Come on, how does that have a huddle? By the way, Mark uh, Dorfman, uh, he uh, Birch committed to Oregon. So uh, yeah, was yeah was Florida? Did Florida State want that? Was he a take? He, it wasn't. Ex- it he was expected to go to Oregon. Like I checked on it, my FSU contact told me he's going to Oregon, and it's very NIL centric. So I was told he's going to Oregon. So that was very a matter of fact after I checked on it quickly. And I do need to know he reached out to FSU to kind of see what they would, would say and want. But uh, I, I definitely heard from the start that it was going to be Oregon. Uh, I can't find him with a huddle. Uh, he doesn't have anything listed in his uh, bio either. But, yeah, uh, old Spiegelman, old Sammy, Sammy Speegs uh, was the one who had it right there. Preparing okay. for his first season at Manville. I think Manville's a pretty strong program, too. He's got offers from AM and Houston. So I like it. But 26, I'll have to compete with Jonah Winston. So we all know who we're taking. If it's yes. between Jameis or <laughs> Roland's boy, we all know how that goes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we, we talked about Birch there. Yeah, Oregon getting involved. You know, right. They got, they got that Nike money, everybody. Let's mm-hmm. not forget about the, uh, the Nike yeah. money. Um, yeah, I think that was set, like, well before he even, in my opinion, that – if he hit the portal, it was going to be Oregon. That's kind of the, uh, that was the feeling around all different, you know, schools that I checked with and contacts. They all felt like it was going to be Oregon. Yeah. Dart Wick says we need to get more athletic at linebacker. You think that's, I mean, you know, the guy that you mentioned out of Skyline there in mm-hmm. Texas, he was listed like 6'1, 180. Yeah. What do you think they're looking for in the portal? I mean, do you think they're looking for somebody that's like highly productive or are they looking for some kind of twitchy, tweener fast uh, athletic guy at linebacker as opposed to somebody who's more you know stocky i think they want speed i think they want that uh you know they covet that i mean you got kaylin deloach and then and then luddy's moved i mean luddy's done a great job transferring this body and he moves much better now than he did but they still want speed i think athletic and and speed is is what they covet as far as that linebacker whether it's whether they add one from high school and one from portal or just one from the portal or one from high school i think that's kind of the type of guy they're looking for is is somebody that's athletic can cover a lot of ground can certainly they can match up if they need to uh, on running backs out of the backfield cover screen passes and and then sideline the sideline get after i think that's the kind of guys they're looking for dix is really good against the run but kind of struggles when you get him in passing situations that's kind of his bugaboo Lundy is like I've mentioned, uh, certainly one of their starters and, and a good one. So, yeah. So we'll see. Speaking about, <laughs> By the way, yeah, I think he meant Braden, uh, Brandon rather, with an A, with an N, with an E, not with an O. Uh, I think he's at UCF right now. Mm-hmm. Our guy from Sandalwood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, so what he, he go to Maryland? Now? He went to Maryland out of high school. That's at UCF. So yeah, he's. Yeah, he's been to two schools already. Um, I don't see anything with that happening. Right. So I don't see anything with that. Well, as far as it. I know, he's still playing college football. But yeah, FSU yeah. didn't really pursue um, – yeah, I, the Oklahoma linebacker, that's the one I've been kind of checking on, Devin. I haven't heard anything yet civic on him. I'm waiting to hear back. Hopefully tonight I'll hear more on that. But he's kind of he's kind of a – for me, a long shot just because he fits kind of that productive linebacker, and it's going to be hard to sell a productive linebacker to come in with a school that's already got three starting linebackers. And you know what you get out of Tatum, you know what you're getting out of Kalen. 
Uh, maybe that third spot, there might be a challenge. But, um, you know, I think, like I said, the focus for linebackers should be more on the Clayton Smith guys, you know, where you're just high, high ranking, high level, high, you know, principal type of guy. You know, David's 2019. So he's going to look for an experienced place that he's going to be the starter. So uh, I'm sure that's what he'll be looking for. So, but I'm still waiting to see just in case. But, um, I know, yeah, but I'm def- saying, man, like, they wouldn't take somebody that's better than Kalen Deloach. Like, they like Kalen Deloach that much that they're not even interested in taking a guy that might be able to come and compete sh- and take a job from him. I was just told that they're looking for more of a young star than a guy that's, like, extremely productive that can go in there and because I think they feel good about their, their three linebackers. Um, I'm not saying they won't do that as long. They could, but I think um, – I think it's just a big deal uh, as far as that's kind of what they're looking for. Cause when they get, if you get that type of guy, their feeling is you get somebody good. Let's say it's a Clayton Smith or somebody he can come in there. And then when Deloach or them leave, bam, they can come in there and you feel like you can insert them in the starting and being a starter. So I think that's kind of the mindset of what they're kind of looking for. But like I said, they're going to, I mean, they're going to certainly look at all of it, but I mean, I think that's kind of the mindset. Yeah, those are the, the numbers, the grades on David Ugwobu. Yeah. Uh, sorry, man, didn't mean to butcher your name, David. But uh, you know Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one, man. But de- definitely really productive. well against us, though. He played really well against Florida State. That was right, and that's, and that's what caught my attention. That's why I looked into it once I saw him hit the portal. So it's certainly one that I'm waiting to see. Um, certainly I'm, I'm looking at it. So if I hear something, I'll definitely let you guys know. ATL Knowles. Michael, outside of our current 2024 commits, who is the one top recruit that Florida State is hard after, whether it's defense, offense, for the next class? Who's who's on the well, cross? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the 2024 because I've covered a lot. I mean, there's so many guys that I've covered. But I will say on offense, for me, they seem to really love – four-star wide receiver Chance Robinson out of St. Thomas Aquinas. They're very high on him. Chance hit me up today, said, um, you know, Pat Sertain is a really close friend of their family, so there's obviously ties there. So I think that's one that they're very – there's there's a lot to be excited about, I think, with FSU. Um, I think uh, uh, for him on offense, that's, that's the guy I would lean toward. Um, on defense, I'm trying to – Trying to pull it up now, guys, because I'm trying to do this all on the fly, you know, as far as defense. But I would say, you know, moving to the – I would go you know to the defense. position he is? I mean, I can, just, I, can, I can pull up by position. No, I'm trying to pull up, you know – man, this is tough. Um, Welcome to but, my world, Michael. <laughs> it's, it's like um, – I would say I'll go with DeAndre Robinson for now. Uh, four-star guy that's visiting this weekend. Defensive tackle. They like him a lot. He, uh, they've done a great job recruiting him already. That's certainly one that they're they're very high on. I think other places, you know, moving over to the defensive end, uh, you also have guys like uh, Dylan Stevenson. Um, he's a guy out of Columbus that they're very extremely high on. That's a guy I think uh, they can certainly – they covet Booker Pickett out of Tampa is another one that I think uh, is really high on their radar. And then the guy that I think now that I think about it would be, you know, LJ McCray 
out of Daytona Beach, mainland. Uh, that's a guy that I've heard is one of the top guys for FSU on the defensive end position. So that would be the guy, if I was listening to anybody, if I, now that I think about it, be LJ McCray. They are very high on this guy. This guy's got some really good offers already. He's really blown up since the end of the season. I think he's a guy that they cover extremely high. Pay no attention to that three-star because he will not be a three-star, you know, I think going into the season, I think that's going to be a guy that that people want and covet, and you'll see his ranking go up. He's a guy I like a lot, and uh, certainly one I think they covet heavily. So I'd say L.J. McCray and Chance Robinson. Let's roll with those for now. All right. But in terms of pure star ranking, though, it looks like K.J. Bolden. I mean, we're talking yeah. just about yeah. pure stars because, yeah, I mean, a lot of those names you mentioned were, were not this sort of high. Yeah, high yeah. K.J. KJ Bolden would be – Defense would be uh, with KJ Bolden, and then the offense. I would say Josh Trader. Josh is a five-star wide receiver, very high on FSU, very close friends with uh, Edwin Joseph and Conrad Hussey and Hakeem. So uh, they certainly know all know each other. So I think you'll see Josh uh, uh, take a visit to FSU. So those are some uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, man. You know, I know they got Hakeem, and he's yeah. kind of like their their yeah. crown jewel when it comes to kids out of high school, right? And I'm I'm not Mister. You got to be top three, uh, you know, high school ranking. Wouldn't it hurt? I mean, seeing how Georgia played, and you think about how many of their guys are homegrown, grassroots kind of guys. You realize you can't get those guys in the portal. But mm-hmm. man, if, if they kind of follow the blueprint of this past season, where all right, get yourself a Hakeem Williams, get yourself. Uh, maybe the, t- the the Taylor young or the trailer young man. Uh, was that his name? Yeah. All up. Yeah. Uh, trader. Yeah, trade, oh, trader. Nice. If you get trader, um, you know, get yourself like one of those top mm-hmm. ten overall prospects, and then get right. everything else from the portal. I think that might be a, a recipe yeah. as well. So we'll see how that should, works. Should out. we should we answer the no princess question? Oh. Should we do it? Oh, I should play, we do I, it? I mean, it's <laughs> off the screen now. We can't we can't run away from. Oh it. god, yeah. So. I've heard anything per se from, you know, my FSU football contacts, but I did hear from FSU contact that um, the expectation is that, you know, that they think he's going to arrive in May. So um, now I will cater this. He did that same source did tell me the same thing where I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's the word. Um, nothing from FSU. There hasn't been any change. There hasn't been new development. We'll see if he shows. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to put my 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 feelings. I'm not putting money on it, guys. So you yeah, if for... you had a hundred dollars, if you had a hundred dollars yeah. to bet, you, you could double <laughs> your money, or you could take your wife out to dinner tomorrow night with a hundred dollars, yeah. like or Dustin Hill comes to Florida State and yeah. you get two hundred dollars. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm not betting on Dustin Hill coming here because, uh-huh. uh, but hey, they're saying it, so I'm just yeah. giving you stuff. What you know? There's at least one contact that's told me that. So. Could it happen? And, and, and I'm not hearing that he's not. So that's definitely a positive. Um, but I'm just waiting to see if, if it does happen. But um, it would definitely be uh, the story of the year. But that's kind of the update I have with Destin right now. There you go, Noel Princess. Yeah. Well, she wasn't, the, she wasn't the first or the only one to ask about oh, okay. it. You, you, <laughs> you've, you've spotted it out. And I, I popped up. Popped it up on the screen here. Uh, let's take a couple more here as we wind down. I guess Charles Lesser's another guy that might connect 
to uh, Patrick Sertan, so this kind of follows suit, Michael, with yeah. anybody. That, uh, yeah, I'm waiting to hear back from Charles. I have a good relationship with Charles. I think he's going to hit me up tonight. I have a lot of recruit reactions. I forgot to really publicize this and probably need to tweet it later. But, you know, I have some recruit reactions from a lot of guys from for the Patrick Sertan uh, hire. I think certainly – Charles would be pretty impressed because uh, I think development's a big part of what he do, what he wants in the school. And there's no question. I mean, he really reminds me of Derwin, the way he loves FSU. It's a general love. It's not like a kid like, hey, I watched them on TV. That's pretty cool. I like the spear on the helmet. No, he really, really loves FSU. I mean, th- before the Cheez-It Bowl, before the Miami or Florida game, he's like, hey, we're going to show him who runs the state. Like, he talks like he's there in – you know, he, his fandom is certainly very high on FSU. He loves FSU. So I think getting a guy that certainly develops the way uh, certainly uh, Patrick does, I think it's going to be very uh, enticing and exciting to him. And certainly you see Charles visit, you know, pretty often with FSU. So I'm waiting to hear back what he says. All right. Um, yeah, Josh, you missed it. Did they get a kicker? Yeah. Uh, Tyler one Keller. for one. One for 2023 uh, and and the number one kicker for 2024 is already committed. I think he's from Fort Lauderdale. I forget his name. I'm drawing a blank. I going to maybe pull it up. Well, two two more. I'll go Travis real quick because Travis threw some dollars. Love you, though, <laughs> Okay. Ra Ra Dolworth. Any thoughts on Ra Ra? Do we know Ra Ra? I haven't heard anything with that, Travis. Yeah, nothing there as far as what I've picked up. All right, North Carolina linebacker. I'm assuming he's in the portal. Yes, he is in the portal. 2021 class. Okay. Um. All right. Name the name to keep an eye on. All right. Yep. Let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll check. On, I, I love when you guys mention names because that helps me. I check on it, and it's 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 a quick checking. It doesn't take me long. So that's another one I will look into. Michael, real quick, Marcus wants to know: Do you actually know what's going on with Destin Hill? But you just have to keep it under wraps. I have an idea. I have a strong idea, but um, yeah, you're not going to talk. That's yeah, no, th- that's fine. There's that's just fine. certain things that are personal, and there's certain things that you know you can report as a, as a guy, you know. But um, no, uh, Darren Watson, MJJ is not in the portal, um, so I have not heard <laughs> that. Yeah, MJJ, so. that's, yeah, we we skipped some over those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where the one go yeah. from Kyle? I can't find. There we go. Yeah. So you know. I love December, man. That first Wednesday in December, I'm sorry, February. The first Wednesday in February, it's still special uh, to me, Michael. Is you think anything is? Is there any high school guys to be on the lookout for between now and February? Do you think for for 23? Just the linebacker I started at the outset's committed to you know North Texas. It actually was calling me <laughs> during the show, but I will call oh, him. I'll okay. call him back. Um, but uh, that's really it outside of him. Um, no, there's not any late surprises in February, and pretty much, guys. I mean. February has been non-existent in recruiting now. I mean, they're getting replaced by this early signing day, and I think it's only going to get worse. Now that you have the portal, um, kids are going to commit a lot earlier. I think you're going to get to the point where everyone commits in, you know, in, in December. Um, it's just the way it's feeling and it's trending towards. We've gone through so many tabs, I couldn't even hit back. I couldn't even <laughs> go back to find the kid that we started off with, the kid from uh, Skyline out there that okay. – uh, it's been, yeah, uh, Dylan. Um, oh, was, it, was it Dylan? Oh, yeah. I, Dylan Brown Turner. Yeah, Dylan Brown Turner. Dylan Brown Got Turner. Okay. Out of Real Skyline. Quick, shout out to, to uh, Tom Ortner. Tom or- Orts gets some music. Dollar, Thank you. Dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Tommy? Tommy, oh. 
Tommy. Uh, there he is. Uh, we got, you know, maybe Michael, maybe you and I have like a spring tour. We should need to go on a photography tour. Yeah. A lot of profiles <laughs> about photos tonight. We need, we need to go find. I'm going to see if Dylan can send me a picture tonight. So I'm just going to yeah. throw it in there. So maybe Dylan will send me a picture. All right. That's a wrap for us. Michael, we'll have a busy weekend and everything yeah. that's going to happen will be reported as it happens over on the premium recruiting board of warchant.com. Uh, you could find all of that out as it's happening for only twenty nine ninety nine, and I'll get you access from now all the way up until September 1st. The longer you wait, the more the value diminishes, everybody. So don't wait. On now. Yeah. I mean, kids are visiting. The portal is going to be closing. You want to know what's going on now? And then after the portal closes, they're like, oh, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, you do. Spring football will be here. It's just it yep. never ends. Never I'll be ends. up more this weekend, guys, working hard for you. So uh, we'll – yeah, we'll, we'll have uh, some recruits up there, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Especially thanks to Tom and Travis uh, for throwing some dollars in the tip jar. We always appreciate that. Uh, stay connected to Warchant.com. It's the ultimate symbol sports source. We'll do this again sometime soon. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, guys.